Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dan Feldman here. The Pistons finally settled their high-stakes battle for third point guard, second point guard to start the season, 15th roster spot, an NBA paycheck, so much on the line, a big battle we've been following all preseason, the big battle between Ray McCallum and Lorenzo Brown, and the winner was... Beno Udre? We'll have all of that and more on today's episode of Locked on Pistons. Today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. Download the mobile app for the easiest way to buy tickets and the promo code LOPistons. That's L-O as in Locked on Pistons. L-O-Pistons gets you a $20 rebate on your first purchase. You can follow Locked on Pistons on Audio Boom or subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA. The Pistons gave their 15th spot to Ray McCallum. He seemed excited about it, talking about how he's been in, you know, these positions before, uh, where you know you just don't know exactly how it's going to go. He talked about how when, when the Pistons told him he won the 15th roster spot, he finally got his best night's sleep in a while, and then the Pistons claimed Bino Udre on waivers from the from the Miami Heat. A pretty big surprise at this point. Uh, earlier in the preseason, Stan Van Gundy hinted that maybe he'd be interested in somebody who, who got waived. Uh, but by this point, it seemed like that plan wasn't going to come to fruition. Whether uh, Van Gundy had gotten more comfortable with McCallum and Re- Lorenzo Brown or whether the player or players he was targeting on waivers didn't become available or didn't think they'd become available, I don't know or whether you just had a change of heart, or what. But the Pistons added Udra, and that's the, the lineup they're going with. They've Not only have they taken McCallum out of the rotation uh, to create the 15th roster spot, they just released him, and he had no guaranteed money. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into his fate, uh, but let's start with, with Udra. Uh, he's claimed to fame uh, as being involved in a controversy with, with the Heat last year. Uh, this is far bigger than anything he's done on the court, at least far more significant uh, lately. The Heat signed Joe Johnson for their stretch run after the Nets bought him out, and that took the Heat over the luxury tax line. And it, it brought the Heat to, uh, to the point where they were going to pay the repeater tax. So they'd be the first team in NBA history to pay the repeater rate. And Bino Udra was out for the year. He was injured and out for the year. And he went to the Heat, supposedly, or they went to him, or... Whoever went to whom, it's shady. Uh, and he took a buyout that reduced his salary by $90,000. This is a point guard in his mid-30s, in the final year of his deal, taking a buyout while he's injured and out for the year. Doesn't make a lot of sense on paper, except for it got the heat under the luxury tax line. Uh, they saved that $90,000, uh, plus they got about $2.5 million in a check given to non-tax-paying teams. So not only did they save paying the tax themselves, they received a share of those taxes. 
Uh, and then what did Udra get? Oh, he got a guaranteed minimum salary this year that I'm not sure any other team would have offered him. And yet the Heat still waived him. It really seemed like Miami wasn't that interested in him as a player and just wanted, you know, to repay him. And, you know, his his uh, minimum salary is about a million and a half dollars because it was a one-year deal. The Heat had to pay less than a million of it. And remember, that luxury tax check alone last year was worth more than two and a half million. Uh, so basically, this is sort of conspiring where everybody wins between Udra and the Heat and the rest of the NBA teams lose because they get less luxury tax money. They have to pay the tax that they go over. They don't always have ways around it. Uh, so that's Udra's big claim to fame. The Pistons let the Heat off the hook a little bit. A lot, I guess, because now the Heat don't have to pay that million dollars. They guaranteed them. That's going to be coming out of the Pistons' pocket. Uh, they'll pay him as long as they have him. It's, you know, he's guaranteed at this mil- minimum salary for the rest of the year. Uh, hopefully when Reggie Jackson gets back, this won't be a big deal. Udra will slide down to the third point guard spot. Uh, there's always potential to do something else. The Pistons could waive him and just eat the minimum salary if somebody else becomes available. Uh, but it seems like they're going to depend on Udra to back up Ish Smith to start the season. I'm not the biggest fan of Udra at this point. He's 34 years old and he's coming off the worst season of his career. That's usually a sign a player is toast or close to it. And by worst season, it's not like he's coming from a super high peak and declining. He's coming from a solid reserve, and as he works his way down as he ages, uh, he's getting to the point where I don't think he's necessarily NBA caliber anymore. Uh, But it could be close. Maybe there's reason to think he can bounce back a little bit after having surgery, and maybe he'll be a little healthier. I think that's probably wishful thinking. Uh, But here's the important thing to keep in mind. The Pistons were going to be in trouble at backup point guard as long as Reggie Jackson was out anyway. If Ish Smith is starting, whether you're going through A. McCallum, Lorenzo Brown, or Bino Udra, you're in in a tough spot. So between unappealing options, I'm not sure I like Bino Udra less. Uh, but he is an unappealing option. His strength is being able to break down opponents off the dribble, uh, get into the mid-range. He's got a a good pull-up jumper. In previous years, he was better at times getting all the way to the rim, finishing there. That's fallen off a lot uh, as a result because his drive isn't as impressive. Uh, He's he's less effective as a passer, less effective as a defender. You know, just basically somebody who can have the ball in his hands and break a defender down off the dribble enough to get a, a mid-range jumper. That, that's what he brings now. Again, not that appealing, but in a world where there are no great options, maybe that's not so bad. I don't know. We'll see. I uh, haven't had a ton of chances to look at him in the preseason, uh, but he's going he's gonna to go right into it. Ideally, though, because of his age, because of his experience, uh, he'll be able to pick up the Pistons' scheme uh, a little quicker than, than you know, some younger, maybe more intriguing options. Uh, what's next for Ray McCallum? We'll get into that. Uh, but first, I want to talk to you about SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the football games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year, and with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the guaranteed seats you want for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats for this weekend or any game this season. 
With SeatGeek, you always get the best deal on every ticket because SeatGeek price compares for you by searching multiple ticket sites. Prices can vary depending on where you shop, but SeatGeek will always find you the lowest price available. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. You'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Plus, every ticket you buy on SeatGeek is backed by their 100% guarantee. So you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code, enter the promo code LO Pistons. That's L O as in locked on Pistons. L O Pistons. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code LO Pistons. That's L O as in locked on Pistons. L O Pistons today to get to your discount. So Ray McCallum signed this one-year unguaranteed deal with the Pistons. Uh, There seemed to be at one point an understanding that if he got waived, he'd go to the D-League and play for the Pistons affiliate. The Pistons can assign the D-League rights of up to four players, who they waived, who they signed to an NBA contract at one point. You waive them, you can assign their rights and have their D-League rights transferred to your affiliate if their D-League rights are not already held elsewhere. And McCallum's, because he had been in the NBA, they were not. So the Pistons could theoretically still get him in the D-League, keep him in their system, and always bring him back up. Uh, But I'm curious how ironclad that agreement was, if there was an agreement at all. Uh, Because a lot of times, teams will induce players in this situation uh, with a partial guarantee. That because D-League salaries are so low, you know, somebody like Ray McCallum would sign a one-year minimum contract with a, the number can vary, let's say somewhere between 25000 to 150000 is probably in the normal range, but it can vary a decent amount, a partial guarantee, and that really uh, adds on to a D-League salary, which is about $30,000. And so that, that tells the player, it's sort of a, a handshake agreement, that if we waive you, we're going to make it worth your while. This money is for you to go to the D-League and supplement your D-League salary. McCallum didn't have that. So either he had very little leverage and couldn't even get that, or uh, maybe there wasn't as ironclad of a deal or any deal at all. And he just, if the Pistons waived him, he didn't want to be stuck going to their D-League affiliate. And he was going to get the freedom to go to a different D-League team, or go overseas where he could probably make more money, uh, although he'd lose the ability probably to come back to the NBA this year. Uh, So who knows exactly what was in place. That's something done behind closed doors. But if there was a deal, and the way the Pistons waived him after telling him he made the team and then telling him, no, sorry, last minute, we're picking up Beno Udre, I'm wondering if he might just say, you know, it's time to move on. And you feel for him, you know, as a, as a Detroit kid and your know, local guy, they think a, a lot of us were hoping that he'd earn the spot under the team. Uh, it is, it's a tough way for him to go out. That is the business of it. Uh, but I don't know how many favors he'll be doing the Pistons right now. Uh, speaking of assigning players to the D-League, 
Uh, Detroit also signed Mamadou Njai, who, if you're a college basketball fan, yeah, he, if that name sounds familiar, he's the seven foot six player who played for UC Irvine. Uh, quick scouting report he's seven foot six. He plays like it. He blocks a lot of shots. He can score inside. He's slow. He's, he has difficult moving. He's immobile, uh, but he's really tall. I don't think, I don't see a, an NBA player there, uh, but that height is something very different. And maybe you can work with him and develop something. You know, I, I don't mind taking a flyer on him and he'll make D league games more interesting in Grand Rapids. Uh, but the, the Pistons signed him basically just so they could waive him and make him an affiliate player. Trey Freeman, who was in camp as a point guard, uh, and we already covered this, and Nikola Jovanovic, they'll also probably go to the D-League in the same route. Uh, you can waive these players and make them affiliate players. Uh, Jovanovic and Freeman, the Pistons also wanted in training camp. Something a little different here with Njai, where you sign him and then waive him about a day later. He did show up to one practice. Uh, but this was mostly just to waive him. Uh, so that's just how this how this works. Hopefully the new collective bargaining agreement makes this process a little more streamlined where you're not just signing players for the purpose of waiving them. Uh, but that's how it is now. Uh, and then one last note, uh, Stan Van Gundy said it looks like Aaron Baines will be good to go for the opener. So I would expect him to, to back up Andre Drummond. He broke his nose, had surgery, it kept him out of touch. Uh, but it seems like that won't prevent him from playing against the Raptors uh, this week when the, the Pistons have their first game. So stick around. We'll be covering more of that game leading up to it. After that, every game from here to come, Locked on Pistons is now daily, Monday through Friday, during the season, and I'm sure into the offseason. You can follow on Audio Boom or subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA. Thanks for listening.